Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of our podcast at the crossroads of women in sports. Today, we will be discussing the Queen's women's flag football team, the Powder Puffs, uh, a women's only flag football team that takes place every year during the winter season. We are excited to have two guests that have joined us here, Kale King, a former Powder Puff coach, and Kiana Kozak, a former Powder Puff player. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us here today. Hey, Hi, thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us on. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. For sure, yeah. Um, so we would like to start this podcast by telling us a little bit about yourselves um, and your interests outside of Powder Puff. Kale, you can take it away first. I'm taking it away. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Kale King. Uh, I'm a third year student here at Queen's University. I'm in the concurrent education program. Uh, and I also play on the men's varsity football team uh, as an offensive lineman. Um, I would say my hobbies outside of uh, sports and football, I would say coaching would be one of my hobbies as well. Uh, I've done a, a coaching experience over the years with uh, younger teams in the community. And then uh, last year with the Powder Puff team, which was an awesome experience. Uh, outside of that, probably just uh, enjoying time with friends, uh, watching movies, playing games, and just having a good time. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Kiana Kozak. Um, I'm also a third year student here at Queen's University taking my Bachelor of Honors in Economics. Um, I'm on the Queen's women's rugby team. I was recruited here from Edmonton, Alberta. So that's where I'm originally from. Um, I'm a scrum half slash wing, depends on the day. And uh, my interests outside of rugby, I think would be leading an active lifestyle like Kale, hanging out with friends and family. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Um, so my first question for you guys is how would you describe Powder Puff, also known as the Queen's Women's Fo Flag Football Team, to those who are not familiar with it? Yeah, I guess I can go first on this one. So I played Powder Puff in my first year um, at Queen's. And essentially, it was just at the time, if I had to describe it, it was just women's flag football. And I sort of got into it because... Um, my brother and Kale's my housemate. So both of them are on the football team. And so that's how I heard about it. And then a couple of the other rookies on the rugby team were also playing. And yeah, that's really, that's really it. It was sort of just because um, during rugby, you have two seasons. So it's essentially the fall season is 15s and the um, winter season is sevens rugby. So it's never, you'd never really have time off, but Sevens rugby is a lot less demanding. There's less games, um, more so just compacted into tournaments in a few weekends. And so um, the coaches were like, well, it's not that big of a commitment. It's not like there's games every week, basically. And um, so I was like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll play football. Yeah. Any chance to show up my brother? I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's for me. That's it. Awesome. Uh, from my perspective, uh, I, I got introduced to Powder Puff uh, through some of uh, the other coaches, like uh, players on my team who had coached in the past on Powder Puff. They were looking for an offensive line coach and they said, Kale, like, you want to come help out, volunteer a few times a week with the Powder Puff. And I was like, yeah, sure. And it was probably one of the best decisions I'd ever made. Uh, as soon as we started the team, the camaraderie uh, amongst the players and the uh, and the coaches is uh, it, it's an unbreakable bond because we're out there, we're grinding, we're playing flag football. Uh, and the way that uh, Powder Puff works, it's, it's like tournament style. So we signed up for a few tournaments. Last year, we went to two. Uh, Kiana, how many tournaments did you go to in your first year? I 
think only one or two. Only one so or almost two. all of them. But not. Yeah, so almost all of them. So, But you get to play like four to five games. And if you make the day two of the tournament, there's a few more games that you get to play as well. So it's just an awesome environment for just getting women into football and uh, everyone just having a good time and just enjoying the, enjoying the environment. Sounds good. That's great to hear. It sounds like you both really enjoyed your experiences on the- I love that. It was an amazing experience. Definitely, awesome. I agree. For sure. Um, with that being said, how did it compare to the varsity teams that you've been a part of, like the other ones, rugby and football itself? Kale, you can go first if you'd like. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting because uh, I really like Kiana touched on it earlier. She was talking about how it was kind of mixed between when their seventh season. And I would say it was a similar experience for us because our football season, we run uh, from middle of August till could be anywhere to the end of November. Uh, and then Powder Puff kind of starts in through like the, our winter off season. So it's a great opportunity for players of players of the game playing football uh, to be able to coach as well uh, it's awesome because it, when you're able to reciprocate that information and on our teams we we coach our girls the exact same thing that we learn on the football team like with the coach like our coaches what they're coaching us we're coaching exactly for our players as well and we're executing it at a high level and for us it's really good to talk about it and discuss it and we have meetings we have film discussions like We've had tons of nights where, you know, we might just do like a pizza night and, and we're watching film and, you know, we're getting better at football. I would say in comparison to actually like playing football, uh, like it, it's all, it's almost the same thing. And I, I find it's like a continuation almost. And that's why I love it so much. It's just football at a high level and just loving it. Yeah, no, I would agree that it in comparison to rugby, um, I think football is in a lot of ways similar especially just the contact aspect. I know we played with like a lot of soccer players um, and other individuals. So they weren't really like, they hadn't really been introduced to that sort of point of contact, I guess you'd say. <laughs> yeah. And so for, at least for myself and, and the other girls on, on our team, I don't think like it, there wasn't that big of a mismatch in terms of like positions and like the game of football itself, yeah. definitely. But point of contact, I don't think so. Um, I think, yeah just in terms of like sports is sports, right? Like so you play football, you play yeah, rugby. Getting competitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's all it comes down to. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You guys kind of touched on that in the question you just answered, but how did having, um, well, in Kiana's case, a volunteer coach who was a similar age as you and not paid um, mm -hmm. compared to having like an unpaid or a paid train coach? And then Kale, how was it for you coaching girls similar age to you and volunteering? Um, I, well, I'll touch on the, the sure. player coach aspect first, but I thought it was awesome. Like I actually thought it was great just because, especially because I was in first year and you don't really know many other athletes necessarily quite yet. You don't have like that time to sort of get to know other people in, in your year and outside of your year, especially. Um, so I thought it was awesome. The fact that you're, like meeting so many new people, you're making connections like all over the grid, like soccer, football, like anyone that's playing. And then in terms of the coaching itself, I think it made a huge difference um, just based on the fact that all of the guys that were coaching just like less than a month ago were in our exact position. So they start, like they understand being like, like not necessarily going, knowing what's going on. Um, so that definitely helped in their understanding and you know, that you build relationships with these people and, and they become friends. Right. So, you know, I thought it was great. Yeah. 
I love that, Kiana. I would totally agree with everything you just said. I, I, from from a coaching perspective, I think I had a bit of an interesting uh, scenario uh, because I was I was 19 at the time, or I was tw- I was 19 when I coached uh, for my second year, and everyone who was on my offensive line in my positional group was like two or three years older than me. So if they're older than me, I have to treat, and not that it would be anything different, but it was like you treat them with so much respect because honestly. Like they're talking to me, like they're coaching me up too. They're like, yo, Kale, like, you know, you said this earlier, like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, you guys are right. Like, you know, this is what we're trying to get after here. Uh, I think in difference to how I've coached before, I've coached like youth groups uh, all, all through where I'm from, Forward Murray, Alberta. They have this uh, organization called Northern Elite Football, which uh, works with like uh, at risk youth, like on the street, kind of mentoring them through football. Uh, so that was like a very big experience that I had in my coaching before. And I would say it's very different in the way that like the football was coached as well. When we're on a similar, like when you're similar age and you have a lot of respect mutually for each other, I think it was a lot of positive reinforcement was kind of how the coaches, uh, we uh, like uh, approached it because we figured like the way that our coaches coach us, like it's negative reinforcement, honestly. It's like, if you mess up, you're getting yelled at and you got to make sure that you correct it. But I don't think that's a good coaching strategy at all. I think it's really great to, you know, even if you do make a mistake, you're still congratulating on the things that were done right and then the things that can be worked on going forward. So it was really different. And, and as gathering skills as a coach, because I hope to be coaching uh, as I go further into my career as well, uh, you know, learning all those different skills and abilities and kind of applying them based on the situation. So I think it was a good experience for me. That's really great to hear. It's great to hear um, that you were both like have positive experience with it and that there's not... Um, many negatives like it just sounds mm-hmm. overall like a it's just, it was just a good time <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, football, making friends yeah. awesome now, yeah um so for this recently there's been talk about the powder puff team becoming a varsity sport in the near future um how do you see this changing the perception of the women's team if at all i think um to an extent it would make it not more like more serious I guess just given that like you'd get a little bit of funding you know you'd be recognized out of as a varsity sport um in terms of perception I don't really think it would make that much of a difference um yeah I guess I'll leave it at that I don't think I mean anything turning from just like fun on the weekends to like a varsity sport is a big deal so obviously it would be like more serious in a sense, like I said, but other yeah, than that, I definitely yeah. see what you're saying, Kiana, like definitely along the same lines where it's like, I, I think the way I guess before like Queens, like wasn't affiliated with the powder puff organization before it was more of a volunteer thing, everything that the, the team had to get its own insurance uh, and all that type of stuff. That's why I had the executive committee set up now that we're actually a part of the um, like Queens varsity uh, sports. Uh, I think it's awesome uh, for the girls as a part of the team as well, because it really makes them feel that now you're on the same level as every other varsity team. So it's like, you know, this is exactly what we were trying to get to. And I think to have the support uh, from the university as well for the girls is going to be super exciting. There's going to be more opportunity for games, uh, more opportunity to get better and just enjoy playing football. So I think it's a good move. Yeah. I think just one more thing to add, like, um, because football right now is such a male-dominated sport, I think that this okay. transition for women's football in the varsity aspect would be huge. Like not just for Queens, obviously yeah. if Queens was like a spearhead in this direction, I think it would be incredible. But 
um, other, like if other universities followed in their footsteps, like that's huge for the game of football, like as a whole. So I think, yeah, that's just incredible to me. And I think this is just the first step. I think one day Mm -hmm. there will be the exact same league as a football, but it's going to be female league and it's going to be like the OUA. It's going to be the AUS. It's going to be Canada West. And it's just going to be awesome. It's just going to be an entirely new league of football, but, Mm -hmm. you know, dominated by females. And that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great news. Thanks. Um, And then Kiana, I have a question for you. Um, sport has the potential to have a positive transformative effect on the dominant mainstream culture and showcases brilliant female athlete role models, highlighting their compelling life stories. What female athletes have been most influential to you? Yeah, this is a good question. This is a really good question. I've been so, so lucky in terms of being surrounded by so many incredible people and like women athletes at that. And, uh, I think just given that I come from a rugby background, it already promotes this like understanding that everyone comes from a different background. Everyone's different, no athletes, one in the same, um, that sort of thing. So I think the most influential to me in sport were probably my first two coaches that I had when I first got into rugby because they played such like a detrimental aspect of like getting into the game itself. Like I got into rugby, not knowing a single thing, not having ever played a contact sport. Um, and so well, I'll, I'll just plug them. It's Chelsea Ross and Alana Fittis. Um, they're back in Alberta here, but yeah, no, they, they both played on, at the national level. They're incredible women, not afraid to speak up, not afraid to challenge the norm, not afraid to step on people's toes. Like those are the type of women that you want to be one day. And I think as a, young adult, even when I first, um, was coached by them, I was like, dang, these girls are tough. And in life, that's important. Like not just in sport, but they were role models in every aspect of the word. Like I was like, when I get into my career one day, I want to remember that, you know, Chelsea, Atlanta, like they were not afraid to speak up, speak their mind. Um, so definitely those two, I think outside of sport, an obvious one is Serena Williams, like, you don't get more badass than that. <laughs> uh, just women in sport, I think, are so not just these three that I've named, but so many of them are such incredible people. Because as a woman in sport, when you get to a higher level, there comes a time when when you feel like less than, I'd assume, just because sport is so predominantly male in terms of like what you're watching, what you're seeing on the TV all these guys playing football, getting huge contracts, making millions of dollars. I think that just having to come over that type of, I guess, adversity and like understanding that, that your day will come is just, it's huge. So yeah, that's just a few of them. I've, like I said, I've been so lucky everyone I'm surrounded with is just incredible. So yeah. That's really great to hear. And it's good to see like the different representations and everything and having like multiple, cause there is really a change we're seeing this. And it's mm-hmm. great that you've uh, touched on that. Thanks. Um, so in our podcast, just shifting gears a bit, we are focusing on examining the ways in which intersectionality plays an essential role in understanding issues of diversity and inclusion within women's sport. Um, and Delara and I, we've read a few articles in the Queen's Journal um, about the Powder Ref team. Uh, one of the former coaches, Chris um, Osaikuse, stated uh, to promote inclusivity, no women are cut from the team. Um, and Kale, you touched on some great points earlier talking about gender equality by having like mm-hmm. the women's team being a varsity sport. And um, 
how else would inclusion and accessibility um, be demonstrated and encouraged with the Powder Puff team, specifically on the basis of uh, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or other characteristics? Yeah, for sure. Uh, to kind of piggyback off of uh, Chris Osikusi there, what he said uh, to promote his in inclusivity, uh, no women are cut from the team. Uh, this is just the type of environment that we're trying to foster with, uh, with, with Powderpuff and then moving into the varsity team as well. Uh, I believe it's going to be along the exact same lines. Uh, uh, the hired head coach, um, Kwame Ose, has also stated a very similar statement in that no one will be cut from the team and they're inviting everyone from all walks of life, races, ethnicity, sexual orientation uh, to come and join and try out for the team. And everyone's going to have an opportunity to play. Uh, everyone's going to have an opportunity to, to compete and, uh, you know, be a woman's football player at Queens University, which is, you know, going to be such a proud thing that you're going to be able to say, like, I played Queen or I played football at Queens University as a female on the varsity team. And anyone can do that. No, for no. the varsity then are they still keeping at no cuts or are they starting yeah uh, from what I, I read in uh osikusi or uh, not osikusi uh, sorry kwame ose's uh, uh queen's journal article i think he had one as well um they were talking about uh somebody was interviewing him and he had also stated that you know they want everybody because they want to have as many numbers as they can uh so they were inviting everybody from from queens to come try out even if you hadn't played before come and try out you have the opportunity to play so it's gonna be awesome yeah, I think okay. just touching on that inclusivity aspect, I think I, I talked about it a bit bef before. It's, I think rugby and football are similar in the fact that like no position is the same and they're right. so, so different at mm -hmm. that. Um, so it promotes like this idea to me is like body positivity, like no one yes. athlete is the same. Yes. Like they run different, they, they learn different. Like it's just, I think that's such a great aspect of both sports is that you don't need to be like this specific body type or you don't need to yeah. run like this or like catch like this, throw like this. It's just, um, if you can do it and you do it well, then like it, it starts and stops at that. Um, so I think that's, that's so cool about rugby and football and it brings together such an array of women, um, that just want to play and like compete. And so that's, I think that's great. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, another question kind of related to that are what are some common assumptions or stereotypes that are made about varsity women's sports, such as the powder puff team? Uh, I can touch a bit on a little bit just from what I've kind of experienced myself. A lot of people that I have uh, talked to do somewhat come up with assumptions before they kind of know about how the team works. So that's why I'm glad that we're doing this podcast today, kind of get some of that information out there and just make sure like what it's all about. I've, I've heard uh, some guys may come up to me or uh, they might say like, you know, like does powder puff seem like a little bit sexist? And I, then I always question myself. I have to think about it because I, I always want to make sure that, Powder Puff is always about, you know, the team first and as a team, like the coaches, even though we are male and of the same age, like we are there to coach football explicitly. This team is for the girls like this girls. They own the team. They run the team. They're the ones playing in the games. They're the ones competing. They're on the executive committee, making all of the decisions. The coaches, we show up, we coach football and we just enjoy it and have a good time where the girls, they take care of all of it and they're crushing it every day. So. And I, just to touch on that too, I, I don't think if, if anything, I think powder puff is the opposite of sexist. Mm -hmm. Like we're trying to get into this game. We're trying to compete with men who like football is severely male dominated right now. And by rights, it's a, it's a severely contact sport. 
Um, but I think it's our job as women to like put our foot down and be like, why can't we play football? Who said football is just for men? Like we can hit too, we can play too. Um, so yeah, no, I completely agree. I think a common assumption, just speaking from like having a background in, in women's contact sports is that to play contact sports, you have to be this big, butch, like strong woman. This, the, I think people come up with this image and I've had like so many times people have come up to me and like, you play rugby, what? Like you have such nice teeth. You don't want to break your teeth. Like <laughs> my parents' friends are like, oh, you're too beautiful. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I always thought to myself, no one would go up to my brother who plays football and be like, oh God, your teeth are too nice. You cannot play football. Like there's no way you play football. So I think just that in its own is people being shocked that women can compete and be like want to play contact sports in a sense is just, I think that's sort of a, a typical assumption or stereotype that, that goes on. And not that it's hurtful to me in any sense, but just to like challenge that and be like, yeah, I play rugby. Yeah, I play powder puff football. Like, so what? So yeah, no, that's how I, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> that's really great. You made some really great points about like body image and I'm um, just seeing that. Um, and it's really great to hear. Um, so I think we're going to probably do our last question now. Uh, last week was International Women's Day uh, and the general theme for 2021 was choose to challenge. And I know we've kind of been touching on it throughout our conversations. We've mentioned some points, um, but in what ways do the Powder Puff team and other women's varsity sports play a part in this movement? Um, just briefly. I think it's, like I said, like literally the question before, it's just yeah. challenging these the way society thinks women should be, which is like polite, soft-spoken, like that type of thing. I think mm -hmm. um, International Women's Day is such an awesome thing and that we're celebrating women who are not all the same um, in a sense. So yeah, no, I think Powder Puff and, and other women's varsity sports to that same extent is just challenging this idea of who society expects you to be um, and I think given all the events in, in 2020 and now 2021, it's just, it's so important to just do what you want, like not say what you want, but like to an extent, um, just be an individual, right? And do what feels right to you. And, and that's just, yeah, choose to challenge. I think it's great. I think it's a great um, sort of slogan for sure. Yeah, I'd love to add a little bit on that too. I think I think that's such a great slogan for Choose the Challenge. I think that's exactly what uh, Queen's University has done. They said, no more of this male-dominated sport. That's not what it's about anymore. It's like, we're going to get, we're going to create the first, uh, I believe it's, this is like a history-defining moment in sports, like in Canada. This is the first head coach to be hired for a like woman's football team at a university. Like this is absolutely Queen's history books right now which I think is so awesome to be a part of, especially for the movement, uh, Women's uh, International Women's Day last week, Choose the Challenge. Like Queens is taking that first step. And I'm so, part, I'm so proud to be a part of the history of the program and going forward as well. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's Go great. Queens. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing your point of views. Um, is there anything else that you would like to touch on that we haven't talked about today? Mm, I don't think so. I think just I like, honestly... That. Pat on the back some amazing questions yeah yeah just right. pat on the back to queens and all the the coaches who coach powder puff um like you guys volunteering your time it it really does help 
um, people like in the sport itself, like wanting to make it more inclusive, I think is the most incredible first step in doing that. Um, and of course, Queens starting breaking history. I mean, what more could you ask for? So yeah, um, yeah no, I think it's great. Great. Um, well, thank you so much um, for both of you for joining us today here at the Crossroads of Women in Sport. Uh, we really appreciate your thoughts and experiences as a coach and a player on the Powderpuff team um, and as varsity athletes. Um, and we wish you all the best with your sports and your studies. Uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having us, you guys. This is great. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Of course.